All right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. A uh, lot has happened since we've last been on. Um, Eagles are in shambles. I hit the bed of my life, but we'll get to all that later. Front of everybody's mind. College football playoff. No Alabama-Texas rematch, but Washington-Michigan facing off Monday night. Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, and with all the hooting and hollering about Florida State getting left out, I don't think anyone's complaining after that set of games. Um, perfect, great, especially after what we saw Florida State do, but we'll get into all that. But Washington, Michigan, how about those two games, Colin? Um, I thought I thought they were pretty awesome. I mean, obviously, the Michigan game, I think people – like there were some people saying like, Oh, that was the best game of the college. Like it was, it was kind of a snooze fest for a while. Like Alabama couldn't really do anything on offense. I mean, one of their touchdowns came off the muff punt. Michigan kind of kept kicking themselves or shooting themselves in the foot, whatever you say. They actually got really lucky that um, Downs barely stepped out of bounds before the first play of the game when McCarthy threw a pick. I mean, that's that's a game changer. We saw that mm-hmm. in the Ohio State Michigan game. What an early pick can do to you, but. I mean, the muff punt. The second muff punt almost was a couple inches from being a touchdown or a safety. I mean, Alabama was not doing anything to help themselves that game, but honestly, neither was Michigan. The way that they, like, were almost careless with the ball at times. Special teams unit leaving points on the board. Extra possessions from from the punt team. uh, But they found a way to get it done. Uh, J.J. McCarthy thinks had a lot of critics that, that drive at the end of the game, I think, was something that he, I was he not didn't do expecting. shit on that drive though. But he I, threw he like, threw one wide open down. check. You go down there, Dude, and you get you, points when you have to. You could have made that check down on fourth down. There was well, no one on that side of the field. The pass he had to Roman Wilson's gets tipped. Yeah, that he threw that ball. I've never seen a more a better spiral almost on any ball, and the ball got tipped. He threw it almost directly through the defender's hand. That was when we saw that it was like, oh, it's tipped. And then he caught it and you watch it again. And it fully tipped, spiral, unaffected. I'm like, he must throw a, a hard ball. But yeah. yeah, that game's a couple inches away from either Michigan winning by more or Alabama winning. I mean, we, we've we said all along Alabama's going to go as far as Milrow's going to take them. And you saw that. He had the plays, the like, no, 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 yes, but not as often as he's like, just not that good. He's not. He's he's very athletic. He's incredibly athletic, and unfortunately for him, so is the Michigan defensive line, and he just wasn't able to run out of trouble like he was a couple times against Georgia. But after watching that that game, I'm shocked that Georgia was not able to beat that Alabama team, um, and that they looked so that they Georgia made that Alabama team look so. Uh, competent because they really were not. Yeah, it's it's so weird because the so this Alabama team, right? They're the most talented team in the history of the twenty four seven composite uh, team talent rankings, which takes all the players on your team, accumulates the points, the recruiting points they had, their rating, compiles them. This last. Three the three most talented teams of all time have all been Alabama teams that did not win a playoff game. So it was 2020's team, I believe. No, that's the year they won. Uh it was 
last year I know was in the top three this year and then either like 2019 or 2021 when they lost in the championship or that's semantics. But the thing that I thought was so weird is you look at that and they obviously had a very good defense. That was probably one of the best defenses in college football, but I can't think of one game wrecker offensively or defensively. Like their best offensive player was a right tackle. JC Latham. Their best defensive player was probably Dallas Turner or Kool-Aid or their other cornerback. But like, it's not like they had Derek Stingley at corner. You know, they have like Kool-Aid's probably going to go in the top 15. And it's not like they had Will Anderson at edge rusher or Chase Young. It's like Dallas Turner again is probably going to go top 15. They had really their best receiver was Burton, the Georgia transfer. He's not a first round pick. He's probably not even a top 15 receiver in the draft. Maybe, maybe he's top. He's definitely not top 10. He'll probably go maybe in the third or fourth round. Like their quarterback, not anyone's considering a draft prospect. Like it's really weird because you'd expect like a team that talented. Like it seems like they had a lot of guys who either didn't work out or were playing non-valuable positions. Like there was, there was no one that like you could put on the billboard, you know, whereas Michigan, at least like JJ McCarthy doesn't do a ton, but like, he's probably going to start NFL games. Like he's probably going to be a top 50 pick at some point, whenever he wants to come out. Dill, uh, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, like those are NFL caliber running backs. Roman Wilson, small. He'll probably get drafted somewhere, but he's not going to go like wreck the game. But even Michigan's defense, like th- this, this game lacked star power and juice, which the Sugar Bowl had in spades. Like Roma Dunze, Michael Penix, even Quinn Yours played pretty well, but the the defensive tackles on Texas were shutting down the run. You had um uh uh Trice, the defensive end from Washington. He has like two sacks and two more tackles for loss, and like that game was like the ultimate display of like the dudes who you wanted to see when you showed up and turned the game on fucking showed out. And the Michigan game was kind of just boring in my opinion. It felt definitely more like an NFL game where Mm -hmm. it was like a battle between two teams, a lot of field possession, uh, field positioning. um, And then it came down to a couple plays. Whereas the second game to get to in a second was like big play, deep throw, like get out of trouble. Um, Offensive line play for Alabama, though, I think is another reason why they lost. Well, the center who's who's seems like he might end up. He couldn't snap. It's he's not a bad lineman. He just couldn't snap. But how do you not figure that out? And 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 especially on the biggest play of the game, that fourth and goal. And when it was third and eighteen, I thought they were done. And then they get that fifteen yard completion, and you're like, are they really going to pull the rabbit out of the hat again? But a bad snap, bad protection, five sacks early. Uh, in the first half is their drive killers. When you're moving back and it's second and 17, because when Milrow takes a sack, it's not a three-yard sack. It's like a 12-yard yeah, sack deep in the, He tries to time. exit out the back of the pocket, which is something Zach Wilson's famous for. Yeah, and, and he's been successful at it a lot this year, which is why he does it, and that's what you get. That's the give and take you have with him. But when that doesn't work out once or twice – it wrecks the drive. And when it happens five times, it's going to be really hard to, to win a game. I think Michigan beat themselves in the first half and prevented Alabama from 
you know, from they could have really put the pedal to the metal. It felt like Michigan was up 20 at halftime. And then Alabama fucking stepped on them in the third quarter. And then Alabama beat themselves in the fourth quarter. There was never like a moment in the game, like, like watching that Washington game. I was like, Michael Penix got out of this, got out of the locker room today. And he was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm winning this game. I'm making every throw. You can put however many guys in my face. You can have great coverage. I'm going to drop the ball in every bucket. The Michigan game seemed like, ah, well, you know, hopefully they don't take advantage of this major mistake we just made. And then they just didn't. They didn't. And then Alabama creeped back in. And then Alabama let Michigan creep back in. It was, it. I think people, like, it went to overtime. It was two major brands. It was in the Rose Bowl. Like, it had all, it had all the check marks. But the game didn't have any juice. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I was pretty heavily leveraged in there. So that it was a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely not as exciting as the second game. Michigan, or not Michigan, Washington. Michigan will face Washington, who beats Texas. Uh, te- uh, Washington, a team who just continues to win these games by. In dramatic fashion, they keep getting written off. They keep. They were underdogs in Corvallis. They were underdogs in Vegas against Oregon. They were underdogs against Oregon the first or the first time, or that line was close. And they just keep winning. And I don't know when pe- it kind of feels like people compare them to TCU. I think they're significantly better than the TCU team. People oh, know. it's not even close. The reason they lost that Big Twelve championship game. TCU is TCU never played someone as good as Oregon. They had to beat Oregon twice. Oregon, every model thought Oregon was the best team in the country. Yeah. (laughs) Damn near. And we, we get here and it's Michael Penix, two torn ACLs, a dislocated shoulder, a stint at Indiana, a COVID year. Um, But we got the 24 year old, I think starting almost 24. Yeah. And his story really is incredible. Like getting to see him throughout the year. I know a lot of people probably don't watch as much West coast football, but we're always up Uh, what he's been through in his career, especially seeing him in the big 10. I remember him beating Penn state. uh, When he dove for the pylon. Yeah. Yeah. And being like, how did we lose to this guy? And now it's like, no, this guy. Fry Fogle. They had some receivers. Fry Fogle was legit on that team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he got, Indiana to number 12 in the country. When mm-hmm. have you ever turned? No, they got to number 10. They went into Columbus. Finished, undefeated. Well, yeah, when have you ever turned on football on a Saturday and seen a, a number next to Indiana's name, let alone a top 10 number. So this isn't an anomaly or like a flash in the pan either, either like he's as real as it gets with where he's putting some of these balls and his ability to, to make plays. So I think we're you know both who probably you're... aligned with with rooting for Washington, but oh yeah, I don't have think that to. That's we have like, no other choice. I don't think that's like a <laughs> uh, a blind like a blind against Michigan thing. Like I think that they really are uh, the real deal. If if Michigan was playing Saudi Arabia on Monday, I'd I'd root for Saudi Arabia. <laughs> if they if they're playing the Russians, I'd root for I'd root for the Russians. But I think it's funny that you said people keep writing them off because you know who, and it's. Not not current version, but you know who Penix reminds me of? He reminds me of West Virginia Geno Smith. It's like a lot of this like lateral passing game, get your receivers involved, but like when he needs to fucking rip one, 
he can drop it in the bucket. Like people forget like Geno Smith before he was the, the Jets quarterback and then sat for all the years and comeback player of the year and this and that, you know, now he's in the Pacific Northwest with um, and he's also another Jacksonville, Florida guy, I believe, because he's actually the Jeremiah Smith, the um, or he definitely Florida. Maybe it's Miami, but either way, Gino used to just throw for yards on yards on yards in that air raid system and in Morgantown. And he had Tavon Austin, which obviously every every man between the ages of like 30 and I don't know. 17 18 maybe maybe i'm giving myself too much credit maybe it's 30 and 20 knows has seen that Tavon austin highlights yeah. a million times but you're the song like, yes yeah, uh stedman bailey or stetson bailey stedman bailey something bailey he played on the rams he's the guy who actually got like shot he was the receiver on that team um they had S- slayton and noel divine were the pat white era but Anyway, that they had ran a similar offense. They had like a similar style. Obviously, Penix is a lefty. He kind of sh- throws like a left-handed Phillip Rivers. But the Washington, like I keep coming back to this, and we talked about it in the last episode. They were giving off TCU vibes to some people, I think, because they kept winning a lot of close games in the middle of the year, and it constantly felt like, okay, this is when they're going to get got. This is when they're going to get got, whatever. But – they never got got, and when TCU lost their rematch or their championship game, I'm not sure if the Kansas State game was a rematch, but I think it had to have been was, the yeah, Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. When Washington got their rematch and their chance to get got, they beat a, a what a lot of people thought was a 10-point better team in a, on a neutral site, and then they went and beat Texas, and like they controlled that entire game. There was never a time in the second half that until the last play, I feel like that people thought Texas could win that game yeah. because every it's time Penix got the ball, like I don't did Washington punt in the second half until that last drive. I don't know if they did, but prob- probably not. It was unbelievable. So I think the biggest thing is we look forward to Washington and Michigan, Alabama offensive line couldn't keep, Milrow up five sacks in the first half. Michael Penix has only been sacked 11 times the whole season. Yeah, they won the offensive line of the year. It's like the Joe Moore Award they won. So, And the potential first-round pick at left tackle. If they can keep Penix upright, I think that they have a, a real chance. And I think four and a half for a line is pretty big for a Michigan team that didn't look great versus a Washington offense that – looks unstoppable with a like strong offensive line. I think their defense is going to be able to make enough plays where like if Michigan just has to score every time, I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah. The, the lines Michigan is, I mean, it's, it's such a weird thing because like Washington is the same team we saw as a 10 point underdog on a neutral to Oregon. So yeah. the, 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 the power rating systems just don't really love them. Um, I'm going to try and see right now where the money and bets are because it's, you know, you'd expect that to move down a little bit to closer to a three. But again, like college football is so tough because we're, especially because we hadn't seen an important college game in over a month, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'd argue that, or I guess close to a month with the uh, SEC and conference championships, but people forget like, 
the lines in college football, they're usually now neutral sites is a little different, but they're they're always bigger than an NFL line. Yeah. Seven is not equal to seven. Yeah. So like, if you see a four and a half, that's like a one and a half in an NFL game. Yeah, that's true. But these national championship games, this almost seems like, again, we said it about both these games. Like, Oh, it might just be whoever has the ball last, which both teams who had the ball last lost, but had a chance on that play to win it. I think it might be the same thing. One possession, the way Washington plays and how they played probably going to be a one possession game. So if you're telling me I can get four and a half, I'm going to take it. Um, It looks like the majority of the bets are on Washington, both money line and spread, but we have more money on Michigan uh, in both. So that read would tell me, Unfortunately, I, I just think Michigan's going to win. I'm rooting for Washington really hard. I'm not going to bet on the game. Um, I, I I won some money on Michigan. I had a free bet. I wanted to make sure that if they won, at least I financially prospered. But if I lost, if they lost, I didn't lose any money as well. So rather than putting it on the Jets against the Browns, I put it on Michigan. And it was... I the second the game was over, I was like, I don't even care about this money. I would pay it right now just not to have this team have a chance at a national title. They're gonna win. It sucks. It's probably gonna get vacated one day. Um, it's I think they're just better. Their offensive line is really fucking good, even without Zach's inter. Yeah, they're because this is it. I mean, I, it feels like if playoff, you're gonna have to win more games in a row and you just took out Nick Saban who had a month to prepare and now you get Kalen DeBoer in Washington and you're favored by four and a half I mean if you don't get it done now it's like this is the now or never moment it seems like for Michigan they've definitely asserted themselves as one of the current powers in college football but if you can't get over that hump and win it like I don't know it's good this is far and away going to be their best chance they will ever get from here on out just because of the the nature of the competitiveness of the 12 team playoff. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at years past, they, they found a way to beat CJ Stroud twice. So you can't really say much, but again, both those games can be, you can say what you want this year. You get Ohio state without, without an NFL quarterback, forget even a first rounder. It's the first time they haven't had a first rounder since JT Barrett. Like this guy isn't even going to, he's Syracuse's quarterback next year. That's the bottom line. That's the Ohio state team. You play, you sneak out with a win in a very well-played game. Then Georgia loses to Alabama, but you get a month to prepare for a flawed Alabama team. And now you have to play. Now I get it. Penix, Roma Dunze, McMillan, Polk, um, even uh, the running back's pretty good. Johnson, left tackle is going to go in the top 50 picks. Uh, Trice is a DN who could be a top, you know, 100, 100 picks in the draft, top three rounds. You got guys on this Washington team. Again, they're not TCU last year, but at the same time, it's Washington. You're not playing the big bad at the end of the road. Like you are the big bad. You're the one seed. You've been favored in every single game this year. If you're Michigan, this is it. So is is the pressure more on Michigan here, like significantly? 
Because I think the pressure wasn't really on them against Bama. I, I, I don't say. think I don't think it is because they have this whole internal Michigan versus the world thing going, and you see them talk and they truly like believe everything that's going on, whether or not that is like whether or not they have like a rational perception of reality. They truly they don't. Did you see JJ McCarthy? He admitted to stealing signs essentially, and then he goes, "Well, Ohio State stole them in 2020. They didn't play in 2020, and he wasn't on campus until 2021." Yeah, so like, idiot. They're really, they're really believing everything that is like they're that they're saying. So I don't think that they necessarily feel the pressure. They're like, and they they've shown this year like they faced. Ohio State and, and Alabama, they've stood up to the test. I don't think that they're like, now, oh, now all of a sudden the pressure's on. Like, the pressure's been on and they're fine. And Washington is like. They're fucking good, man. Michigan's Washington is like good. House, money, house money almost. It's like, they feel like team of destiny, although never. They feel like people. I, the only thing I keep hearing, though, is that the four and a half's too much. Everyone's it seems like everyone's betting on Washington. It feels like since it was the later game, too, and they yeah. have the star, it feels like everyone's kind of still like it's not no one's counting Michigan out. They're favored in every game. Don't get me wrong. But it feels like in all these games, no one's been like, oh, it's Michigan, no doubt. Like the Ohio State game, it was like, oh, I get four or whatever it was, three and a half, four and a half. Yeah. Then the Bama game, everyone was like, oh, I get points with Bama. Now it's the same thing with Washington. It's like can we just wake up and everyone be on Michigan so that they can fucking lose again? I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think we're both like I'm just never gonna pick Michigan or root for Michigan or bet or like bet on them. Um, I was on Bama, I was on Ohio State, and I'm going to be on Washington for rooting interest. Uh, but for the total, 55, I think is probably right where it should be. Like an under, offensive power under, under, under versus a defensive power. Um, gonna be interesting to see like Michigan's offense versus the Washington defense because everyone's gonna be talking about the other matchup. I uh, and everyone, I think you would you, the gut would be if you like Michigan, you probably like the under. If you like Washington, you probably like the over. I almost like my brain cannot rack really like get synced up with this game. I almost think it's the reverse. Like if you told me this game was going under. I would almost lean Washington because I don't see a world like I don't think Washington's going to get held to like under 20 points the way that they play with how fast they play and how explosive they are. So if you told me that the fi- like the final score is going to be it's because Michigan could keep up 14, I'm going to be like, yeah, like I I could see Michigan getting held to 14 more so than Washington. And if it goes over, if it's really high score, I could be like, oh, well, Washington's going to put up points, but maybe Michigan just runs the ball down their throat and scores every time and an interception or two and, and it's over. So I must think it would lean toward Michigan and the over and Washington and the under. Although uh, in a game like this, I always lean over because you have the fourth down, you're going for it. You're taking touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. You have turnovers on side. Not if you're Ryan day, plays. Ryan day loves field goals. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Field goal. And yeah, the, Right call that didn't go in last year, unfortunately. Or or we'd be looking for the back-to-back Big Ten. Uh, but, yeah, I, I tend to like the over in, like, Super Bowls and, and big playoff games. I think that's a good way to think about it because there's always – you can never uh, – an, an over in these games is never dead. 
Like yeah, no matter I mean, what you do. Had, how many games have we seen in the past couple of years where there's like a 40 point quarter? Yeah. Even last year, TCU Michigan had like a 40 point third quarter. Yeah. And what I will say, the reason I like the under in this is because, and I like it more than either side is because people have this misconception of this Washington team because they can score so quick that they're constant up-tempo Chip Kelly, like old West Virginia, like we were talking about earlier, like those kind of run-and-gun teams. If you watch the game, once they get a lead, they love using that play clock because they're not relying on pace and beating you with speed and numbers games and everything. Like They're just talented. And they don't they realize that if they have a 14 point lead going fast and trying to get it to 21 doesn't do them any good. Like we saw we saw at times with Alabama, the reason they gave up this and we saw the same thing with Ohio State against Georgia last year. And the probably the reason Washington won that game over Texas was because earlier they were taking time off the clock. Like if you play fast. And you allow them these teams to score quickly in two score games. You need to make things methodical enough that like instead of at the end where it's like, oh, we'll run it three times and bleed the clock. Like if it's first and 10, you just got a first down and you take it down to like eight seconds on the play clock instead of 30. That's like three plays. They're not going to get later, like stuff like that. And DeBoer is so smart with that stuff that I could see this game finishing like 24, 20 Washington or 27, 21, like. Low, like tw- in similar scoring to like what Alabama, Michigan was, but a little more exciting. Where it's like the 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 explosive plays are still there, but it's not necessarily back and forth, back and forth. Now, I think Washington is better suited to come from behind than Michigan is. Yep, so definitely. In this agree. game, if Washington can get score first and maybe get up early, I think it's going to be life's going to be difficult for Michigan. It's not going to be as as easy as it would be, I think, for Washington. If Washington announced 14 nothing at the end of the first, I'm going to be like, okay, like they could easily could get one back quick. They can move the ball. But if Michigan's down, it's like you have to score on that next drive. Like you can't let it get any worse. So I think that's when when you're talking about pressure, I think they won't feel it unless they're down by like 14 or more uh, in the first half or maybe down double digits in the second half. Uh, then they might start to feel and be like, oh, my God, we got to make something happen. And then J.J. McCarthy might might make a mistake. I think he made that mistake early and it kind of like woke him up a little bit. Like, a Yeah, you get the second one. Like, you, oh like, God, you get a second like, chance. Yeah. You just get called back and you're like, okay, now you're not like fighting for your life and playing from behind off. So, I mean, it's going to be whoever, if, if whoever avoids the big mistake. And that's kind of what it was last night. Like Texas or this week, Texas had mistakes. Alabama had mistakes, Michigan had mistakes, but at the end, Alabama had the bigger one in the more important moment. And that's, that kind of is what decided the game. Yeah. All right. Um, Final picks. I think Michigan wins 27, 21. So under and Michigan, I hate it. I don't want to say it. I want to believe in Penix. I want to believe I'll be rooting my fucking ass off for Washington. I think Texas would have beaten Michigan, I think it's a way better matchup, but I I think I think they're gonna run the ball down Washington's throat. I think Washington, all they need to do is make Washington punt like two times and hold them to two field goals, and the same thing they did to Ohio State, one turnover, and they're gonna win. 
I hate it. I fucking hate it, but they're going to fucking win. Yeah, I, li- I like I'm taking Washington in the over. I know I just said if they win, it might be under, but I do think that maybe I, I hope you're right. I think 30, let's go like 34, 30. Uh, they win, and then Michigan might have the ball at the end, needing four instead of three, and could be tough to get the ball, move the ball down in the end zone when the other team knows what you have to do. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna lean Washington and the over. That's partly for rooting interest as well. There we go. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, as one playoff ends, another comes to fruition in the NFL. We have some. Awesome fucking game. Well, maybe not awesome, but some really fun games this weekend that are going to decide playoffs. We have Saturday night, Colts-Texans. Winners in the playoffs. Winner wins the division with a Jags loss against the Titans, which Vrabel and Will Levis, they're two fucking psychopaths. So who knows what happens there? Jags Um, struggling. Yeah, Jags haven't looked good. Who knows if Trevor Lawrence will play? I saw a tweet the other day saying that there's fears in the organization Trevor Lawrence is going to retire and be like a luck and like go take a job in college football. It was from a Tennessee Titans fan account. And I was like, what's going on? But who knows? Um, anyway, that's a fun game. Any any read on that game? It seems like the Texans are on the road, but like they already lost to the Colts once this year. It, it just feels like a game the Texans win. If you're the NFL, you want the Texans to win. You have a young star like CJ Stroud, you know, who he missed a couple games or else maybe they'd already be in the playoffs. Maybe they already have the division locked up, but I think it's, um, and tank Dell got hurt too. So like definitely some shine came off the Texans, which makes me think the Colts actually might win this one, but I I'm obviously in a root for the Texans. Want to see Stroud in the playoffs. Would love to see him win the division. I'd win some pretty nice chunk of change off that. But uh, how about you? Any, any read on this game? The Texans have been like kind of the darling I feel like of the NFL this year. And then when Stroud got hurt, it almost seemed like they were running out of steam a little bit, obviously incredibly successful season uh, for year one with, with those guys down there, but the Colts have quietly been one of like the best teams in the NFL. And I think people look at them and they're not sexy. They have Gardner Minshew. They have Shane Steichen who are like not guys who move the needle in terms of uh, like winning playoff games and winning divisions. But in Indianapolis, Saturday night, I think that they're going to be ready. And I I think that the Colts are going to get it done. They just have kind of been – they've been a team, at least for me, where I kind of bet against them all year and they keep – keeps burning me. So uh, I'm going to learn my lesson, whereas the Texans are a team that I love to bet on and have been pretty pretty good, uh, especially when Stroud's playing. So should be a great game. The teams know each other playing again, although they don't know each other that well with two rookie head coaches and two first-year starters in each respective city, but I'm going to lean the Yeah, I think, I think Richardson might have even started the first game. Oh, he did, yeah. That was week one or week two, yeah. So, although he definitely got, did not finish any of the, I don't know if he finished I don't, it. I don't think he finished it, but I think he started. But yeah, I would like, uh, yeah, I'll take the Colts at home. Uh, and what should, it's like the AFC South prime they're, they own Saturday. Whoever wins, whoever wins that division will be playing in that Saturday 1 o'clock spot. Um, Against the Browns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's such a 1 o'clock Saturday game. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Jags probably win the division. They probably hold on, and then we get the, the Colts in at the, uh, at the 6 or the 7. 
Yeah, I agree there. Um, I think the other big game in prime time, there's, there's a bunch of smaller games that have like half interest, but the other big game that's like de- definitively deciding playoff structure, we have the Bills and the Dolphins. Winner wins the AFC East and gets the two seed. There's a chance if the Bills lose, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, not really hundred percent sure how that works out, but more than likely the loser is gonna get to win. Oh, okay. More than likely the loser will get the sixth seed and go to Kansas City. I think the Bills are winning this game. I think the Dolphins are running out of steam. And I think it's best for the NFL if the Bills get a home playoff game and don't have to play the Chiefs right away. Although Chiefs Bills was obviously put a lot of asses in seats. I think you'd rather see that later in the playoffs as the two, three matchup after both teams win similar to how we saw in that 15 second game a couple years ago or 11 seconds, whatever it was. Uh, both are a really long time by the way. Um, but yeah. Uh, how, how's your vibes on that game? I think the bills win. I think the bills are, are, are starting to put some things together, especially with their run game. Oh, this is, this is, I'm zigging when everybody else is zagging. I, the dolphins are finally going to, get the monkey off the back when win that division. Um, I don't know when the last time they won the division was between the Patriots and the Bills dominance over the past lifetime between me and you. Um, mm-hmm. But this just seems like everybody's on the Bills. The Bills think they can win this. They think the Bills can win the Super Bowl. The Bills are dangerous. I actually have been pretty vocal about my uh, – like maybe untru- untrust in Josh Allen to, Distrust, to go on a crazy yeah. run. And and I like I always say that like he's not gonna go four games without making the backbreaking interception or bad turnover. Uh so I don't know if it comes here. I think they're probably still gonna find a way to get in the playoffs. And Bills Chiefs first week would be great. Again, the Bills would have to go to Arrowhead again. I don't know how many times in a row that that would be the Bills in Arrowhead and, and not in uh Buffalo. But this just seems like I don't know what you checked before. See, check that game where where the bets and the money. No, are. if the Bills if the Bills were to win and play the Chiefs, the, it would be in Buffalo. Well, yeah, no, but I think they're going to lose. Oh, City, okay. Right? Can you check? Can you check what the the where the money is? Because I bet you. Oh, it's significantly probably all over the Bills. The the bets are going to be all over the Bills. I don't know about where the money is. Yeah, but it's call. just going to be everyone is like in love with the bills and Josh Allen. Uh, they can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. They've lost some bad games this year. Uh, yeah. Like if I turn on the TV, let's okay. That's Sunday night's game, right? Yeah. Okay. So if let's say um, bets and money on the bills. By a lot. Um, the, both the bets and the money on the bills, money line and spread. Uh, but that's also like a game. Like let's say like, I don't know why you wouldn't be watching the game, but like, let's say you had like an intramural game on Sunday night or whatever, and you got home, you threw the TV on, and it was 17 nothing Dolphins. Would you be like incredibly surprised? I would kind of be like, yeah, you know, it was too good to be true. Yeah, no, like, and they, they're so dynamic and they have so many playmakers. Uh, would not surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all if it was 17 nothing Bills at the end of the first quarter or Dolphins. I think or, either way, it's going to be a blowout. We long. we do not get a good game. I'll guarantee you that much. We don't get a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if either team blows like a 17-point lead in this game because both okay. are capable of it. So 
So then maybe, maybe we'll get a good game. Maybe that's my play on the game. Once somebody gets down 10 points, I'll just live bet the other team to win. Uh, but I think that the Dolphins do get it done despite all the money and the bets and seemingly everybody in the media being on the Bills and the Bills to make the Super Bowl, which I guess if they win the division and they're the two seed, it's it's right there. I mean, they got to win. They have two home games and a road game, maybe three home games, depending on on what the Ravens would do. So I like I like the Dol- I like the Dolphins though. I mean the Bills Chiefs would be a great game. That'd probably be the that would be prime Sunday, Sunday four p.m. spot probably. The big oh big yeah. Game. Now, the NFC South. I am not going to waste our breath on. I have a future on the Falcons. I hope they can find a way to win. And then the Panther, the, I think the Panthers play the bucks. So the bucks are going to win that division probably. And whatever shit playoff game time you have, the bucks will be in it against whoever crawls in. We got, well, whoever crawls in, is going to be whoever falls in. It's going to be the Eagles now at the five after the loss of the Cardinals. Yeah. So the Eagles, so Eagles have the Eagles box, which will be, Jalen Hurts revenge game from two seasons ago lost. That game was awful. Two yeah, seasons was ago, he played. Like I remember. Shit. I went to a to an Eagles bar for that game, and people were so excited, ready to ready to cheer, and literally nothing to cheer about. I don't think they got a first down until the second quarter. It was like thirty nothing for a and while, it was like right? 20, it was like, 20. and they almost backdoored it. It was like a fourteen and a half point line. They almost backdoored it. I remember yeah. I was on the Eagles. Yeah, and they. Uh, when they finally got the first down, it was like 21 nothing. Everyone in the bar still so was like cheering, going crazy because we had literally nothing to cheer about. But yeah, the Eagles will probably play the Bucks. Um, the Eagles are the Super Bowl aspirations are done. They're just, I think they can win win a game on the road. And then I'm like talking myself into these scenarios where I'm like, I can see the Lions losing, and then they could not play the 49ers. Like maybe the Packers are getting hot. They could beat the Cowboys. Like a five, six, and seven win, then the Eagles are hosting the divisional round. So my brain is all over the place. Eagles are not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They probably won't even be in the NFC Championship game, uh, which seemed like a lock about a month ago. They just are not. They I don't know what the problem is because DeAndre Swift has rushed for over a thousand yards. Devonta Smith is over eleven hundred yards. AJ Brown fifteen hundred yards. Like. 20 and 20 passing 10 rushing from Jalen hurts and the offense still somehow looks bad with all those numbers. They put up play calling has been atrocious in a drive where you need to move down the field. You go QB draw QB draw third and 20 wide receiver screen to Julio Jones. So something's got to change. I don't know if they'll be able to just flip on the switch, but maybe they get in the playoffs. They play a, a weak NFC South team. They win. And then, Maybe they get a little hot. Who knows? But it's not looking good for for the Eagles. Yeah. Um. So I just ran through the playoff simulator real quick. I'm not gonna lie. This Bills missing the playoffs. It's it's not crazy, man. No. What do you the mean? The Jags have to win. The Dolphins have to win. The Steelers have to win. That's it. And then that's it. You and then you need Colts Texans to not tie. Yeah, which okay, which yeah, we've seen before where it was. Well, that Raiders Chargers didn't yeah. tie though. So if it, if it did, they're it, both but, in, but it didn't. But I was on Raiders money line. That would be Saturday night, so that wouldn't be the last game. Um. So yeah. yeah so be- that's 
That's a very real scenario. So, and we'll know by I, kickoff. If the Steelers and the Jags both win earlier in the day, that game is going to be win or go home for the Bills. So, what do you think is more likely? The Jaguars losing. I mean, it's obvious answer. If the Jaguars lose to the Titans, we get. I th- so my my perfect playoff scenario. I don't want the I don't want the Steelers to make it, but I want the Texans to win the division so I win money. I think there's a chance. I think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. The only way they don't is if the Jaguars and Bills win, and they or they lose. Oh yeah, well I'm assuming they don't lose because um, Tyler Huntley, Ravens sitting everybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a chance. So that would be. I mean, they would just be sneaking in yet again. I don't know when the last time they won a playoff game was. It's been like seven, eight years or something. Yeah, I think it's from. I think it might have been. 20, I, the year they lost to the Jags in the playoffs, I don't know if they won up. No, they, they didn't win because they were they were a uh, they were a buy team. They were a second seed. Yeah. So, so it was before it was before we went to college. Yeah, it was. Which was our senior year. Our senior year, I think they made the AFC Championship. Our senior year of high school, or the uh, at least the divisional round. But yeah, it's been that a while since they won a playoff game. But they're going to get a chance again, and they're probably if they get in there the seven. Uh, or the six. So they can get the six. They'd probably rather be the seven. If the Dolphins win, the Titans win. And, or sorry, if the Titans and Dolphins win and they win, they're the six seed. If the Bills and Titans, the Bills. Oh, okay. So we get Bills, Dolphins again. So I think the best case scenario. That would be crazy if the Bills lose and then go. If the Bills lose, and they go to Miami again and then win. Wow. And that would suck for the Ravens. a lot of scenarios. I'm sure every game that you watch this weekend, they will have the scenario for the teams. And uh, So I'm, I'm going to say most likely scenario we're looking at is probably Bills get the two, Chiefs three, Jags four, Houston seven, Miami six, Cleveland five. So we get Houston Bills, which will be, you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty attractive game. Miami, Kansas City, that's a pretty attractive game. And then the NFC, the NFC seventh seed is a shit show. So if the Packers win, they're in. The Rams are already in. And then the assuming the Cowboys win, we have Rams and Philly locked in to two playoff spots, no matter what. So if if the Bears win and Seattle wins, then the yeah, Seahawks was- get in. If they both who does Seattle play? Sorry, I'm on the simile. So this would require the um, Cardinals to win two straight, which is that's asking a lot. But hypothetically, the winner of so the Saints could get in if they win. I think what we're most likely seeing here is either the Packers are going to win and they're in, which I, I think, think sucks. I think the I think the Bears win that if the Bears win and the Lions win, the Jets go to Chicago next year. So I'm rooting fucking hard for that. If what? If who wins? Bears win, Lions win, the Bears finish third in the division, and the Jets play at Soldier Field next oh, year, which obviously I'm rooting for. So well, I think the most likely scenarios, though, is either Packers or Seahawks get in. So I think best case scenario, 
It looks like the Rams are more or less locked into that six seed. Unless they – let's see what happens if they No, lose. they are. They're resting people. Carson Wentz is starting. Yeah, so I know, but they might not be locked into the – so if they lose and the Packers win, the Packers get the six. And then the pa- so this is kind of like nightmare fuel for the Lions all around. They're either going to have to play the Packers or the Rams with Stafford, which would just be like the most Detroit way to go out, losing the game I did Saturday night and then having to play Stafford and having to potentially knock you out. I mean, that's just sickening. I think we're going to get Stafford against the Lions. Yeah. And I think we're going to get Seattle. I think the Bears are going to win. I think we're going to get Seattle, Dallas, which there's some potential for that to be fun, but that could suck. And Philly at Tampa, that's a little more interesting because the better teams on the road and they're faltering. But again, I think what we're looking at here is the AFC is guaranteed to have two rock star games because Houston is either going to play the four, the, whatever game Houston is going to rock, and then the three six is going to rock. And then we got to hope for Detroit, LA, and then the other two NFC games are probably just going to suck. Yeah, I'm trying to see what the schedule is. So we'll have two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and a game Monday. Um, I'm going to try to predict, once the matchups are set, I'm going to try to predict it before they drop. Uh, like I did with the Bulls, where I did horribly. So hopefully, I can do a little bit better on these. <laughs> but that that Lions Rams game is that that's Monday night for sure. Monday night in Detroit and the weekend. That's that's a lock. If it's Bills, if it's Bills Chiefs, that's the Sunday four o'clock. Um, you probably have the AFC South winners locked into that first game, and then it'll depend on what the other matchups are for the for whatever else. But I'm sure the Eagles and the Cowboys will both get good spots because they have such large uh, audiences. Uh, but but I'll try to drop that. Hopefully, if I, I just need to get one. Yeah. After the, after going over on bowl season. All right. So how about before we go, give me not what you think is going to happen, but ideal playoff scenario. I'll go first. So the Ravens are obviously the one. I think the Bills win. They get the two. Chiefs are already locked in the three. I think the Jags lose and the Texans win. So we get the Texans in the four. Miami's in the six. Cleveland's already locked up the five. And then I think Pittsburgh in the seven. Even though I don't want Pittsburgh to make it, it's better than seeing Jacksonville. And I think it would be hilarious to watch Pittsburgh go to Buffalo and muck that game up. And then in the NFC, I think if we get Stafford against the Lions, that's perfect. Eagles, Tampa, and then Seattle in Dallas with San Francisco, the one seed. Those are my ideal scenarios. How about you? Yeah, I think the only thing I was – I think the Packers have been playing pretty well. Jordan Love is kind of on a tear recently. I think that they could could get could get a little messy and get involved. So They've already I, won at Ford Field. I think that they have a better chance to win, and that would be playing Dallas. I think they have a better chance to beat Dallas than Seattle does. So um, I, They would be playing if the Rams win. Detroit. What if the, not, if the Rams – If the Rams win, won, the Rams will be – Playing, but the Rams aren't playing anyone. Yeah, so that one's hard because this the San Francisco isn't playing one either. I just had deja vu. San Francisco's yeah. not playing anyone, but I'd assume San Francisco's nobodies are better than LA's nobodies. What happened? I'm kind of like, what if Sam Darnold plays well? Do you have a QB controversy going into the week? Going into the the weekend? 
but he's playing against backups. So oh, with backups too. Brock Purdy. Brock no, Purdy's gonna get hurt round one, and Darnold's winning the Super Bowl. We already talked about this. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's good? Like, I just Dallas. We're staring at a Dallas San Francisco NFC Championship game, which is like my worst nightmare. Um, so. I don't know. That would be like such a hard. Well, game. Michigan's Michigan's in the championship, so we're both in we're both in peril. After yeah, Ohio State's number one in the first poll. The Eagles are the one seed all year. Uh we're we're in piss. We're in piss. All right. So fun weekend ahead for football. Monday night's going to be extremely stressful. Um, with this championship, all, all Big Ten. National title game, just all Big Ten, and and myself. I almost, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, and this probably says a lot about me that like isn't great, but I would rather, like, if if you told me, okay, Michigan's gonna lose this game, but Ohio State won't win another one for at least five years, or if you told me Michigan wins, but you can guarantee Ohio State won in the next five, I think I'm taking Michigan to lose. Yeah, you'd rather not have seen. I'm just such a fucking hater, man. I'm such a fucking hater. I I wake up every day a hater. Yeah, I will be on that wave in the NFL playoffs with the Cowboys. Like 49ers, I can live with. I don't know any 49er fans. They're not getting shoved down your throat. But man, if the Cowboys even get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be like two weeks of like no media. Can't be on my phone. It's going to suck. Yeah. We got a long way to go. Maybe I'll just place a little emotional hedge on uh... never works it never works because you end up rooting for him money's so much fun money you can do so much with money i say that and then i will just bet the money line against dallas every single week until they lose yep yep all right real quick before we go dom i saw your tweet any new year's resolutions you want to talk about or anything related to that uh i actually had some yeah if you want to see my personal ones want to blog more want to read a little bit but i actually wrote some down on the board it's good i completely forgot on my whiteboard behind me for uh for the podcast i only wrote two down record one together in person i think that's 100 percent. need to not really far off we're going to be in the same spot this year in october college football so well, that we mm-hmm. should be able to to achieve that, and then the other one, uh, expand, get some more, get get a guest on who we don't know personally. I think that would be really cool and try to expand a little bit and uh, and get involved a little bit more with some some other people. So we'll see if we can. We're setting attainable goals this year. So yeah, I, I I definitely agree with the blog more too. If anyone is interested in blogging, um, Dom's gotten a few guys. We're trying to build a little. Not necessarily an army. We're going to start with a small contingent, but I mean, if you read up like Hoboken, George has been on there. I've had him on the pod. Kyle Burke made his appearance as another, another renowned hater um, (laughs) about his hatred of Florida and how that's worked out. Um, So yeah, anyone interested, if you just want to, you know, shoot me or Dom a message, let us know what you want to write about and we'll, we'll give you the keys to the car. Just, I mean, It's fine. You can it's crash it for all we care. Good release. It's a good release. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. A lot of fun things coming up. We'll be we'll keep coming at you weekly. This one, this one a little later in the week, but as we all know, this this week doesn't really exist. Um, yeah. it's time doesn't exist till next week. So mm-hmm. until next time, catch you at the next water break. <laughs>